Dorktales presents Call of the Netherdeep. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Call of the Netherdeep, uh, how to run chapter four. Uh, Christine is feeling a little ill tonight, so she's not going to be joining us, but she also wasn't in most of the chapter, so it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, I am happy to be here. I'm Kelly, I'm your Dungeon Master, and I'm going to walk you through how I ran Chapter 4, and these are my lovely players who are going to tell you how how I ran them through <laughs> Chapter 4, and what I should have done differently, what worked for them, and what didn't work for them. You can leave comments in the chat, and uh, we also have a list of comments that were left on YouTube, or Discord, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't think anybody left anything on Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter guy yet, I'm working on it. Anyway, uh, so anyway, excited to be here tonight because we get to talk about this chapter, which I had a lot of problems with it. Uh, overall, I think this book is good before anybody gets defensive on the behalf of uh, the, the Critical Role writers. I still think it's a good book. I think this chapter is weak as hell, and we need to talk about why. Uh, but before we get into that and what we would do to change it and what you should look out for if you are running this game, let's introduce the rest of the cast. Uh, let's do a round robin, starting with Robin. Hi. Um, I... I, I am Robin. Um, I'm a little round, but I'm working on it. Um. <laughs> oh my god. I needed that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I needed that for myself, honestly. It's been a been a rough few days. Um, but yeah, I, I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns, and I usually play our lovely barbarian, Keiko Scar, who actually I think we started this chapter with her taking that level on barbarian was we did. so this was this chapter was her being a little bit ragey um yeah nice. i this this was an interesting chapter for sure <laughs> yeah it really it really was um but we're gonna get into that in a minute past krista Hello, uh, I'm Krista. You can use they, them, or she, her pronouns for me. Uh, and I play Sabina Morden, our Lotus and Halfling, uh, Beastmaster Ranger. There's a lot of lot of words to get to that. Uh, and uh, her <laughs> and her animal companion, Dax. Nice. And our this this is I I personally have very much enjoyed this chapter, but only from a like personal character growth standpoint well so. and that's that's the thing right it's yeah anyway, we're, we'll, we'll get into that we'll, we'll talk to more about it but that is just my my quick two cents <laughs> all right let's pass down to chris hello i'm chris um i normally play dorlin wildrock the hyper not focused no artificer on this game uh, i'm a little under the weather today got a bit of a cold going on here so uh might not be quite uh, that energy it uh, does take a lot <laughs> to, to to do that but uh um i can be found here on dork tales and uh also on dork tales and uh if you were around you uh, uh, oh yeah on dork tales i forgot yeah. about that um uh if you were at the capital city comic con on sunday you might have actually seen me dressed up as dorlin with pants i'm looking at you random uh, <laughs> uh so uh yeah, uh, it's, uh... Char charges will be progressing in the in the Canadian legal system shortly because of the lack of pants. <laughs> well, it, it's fair that uh, that was mentioned because normally I'm wearing swim shorts when I'm yes. and there are, are there are photo shoots in process. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, I normally wear swim shorts because it's just too hot. Like that whole get up and everything. Like I'm just like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. especially finding out that it was made out of scuba gear. Um, 
scuba material. It the but, best. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I was like, it's like we should get we should get a shot because I have like these red and black. Uh, they're in the wash right now, but uh, red and black swim shorts, which kind of yes. would match his aesthetic. And I normally wear Very those good. ones, but uh, but yeah, at the convention, I did find uh, some pants and uh, was wearing those. There was some debate in the Discord, so I just wanted to uh, clear the air on that. <laughs> All right, and Caitlin. Hello, everyone. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I use your pronouns, um, and usually I play Zarya Rain, the tiefling cleric of the party. Nice. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> and, did, and were you wearing pants this weekend? <laughs> I wasn't always wearing pants scandal uh actually, actually i don't hmm. think i did wear pants because i was wearing a dress and then i was wearing a hakama and uh, yep all so, right yep and no the pants. skirt kind the skirt kind so it's no pants weekend fair enough no pants <laughs> i love it all right let's switch to some different backgrounds <laughs> there we go because that's oh yeah that those are the backgrounds we used last time we did this chris does a house on fire caitlin's got <laughs> Oh hell yeah, Skelly Boy in the background. Skelly Boy, yeah. I'm a brick house. That's true. (laughs) I can I can change these at will. Uh, But all right, so uh, folks, we're gonna jump right into this. Uh, I want to get initial opinions. What do you guys think of chapter four overall? Uh, Now and separate like character versus like what is obviously plot. Although if you can't tell that that I made it up instead, let me know. So. Might be uh, similar <laughs> feelings to Krista. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I, I know you had some frustrations with uh, this chapter a bit, um, though from my point of view, uh, that did not translate um, into uh, my character experience and my experience with the, uh, this chapter. I actually had a lot of fun with uh, all of the interpersonal role-playing that uh, happened. I know it was uh, definitely a bit uh, drawn out with the going back and forth and everything, but uh, I, I, I really enjoyed watching um, and having these interactions with each other and like and the other NPCs and uh, watching what everyone else was doing. And um, I, ha- I have a feeling that a lot of that was uh, uh, heavily, like I- I'm sure they were kind of like, hey, these are these people and that you just ran with it. Um, and, uh, but, uh, from my point of view, if I did not know that you were being, uh, had some frustrations with it, I would have been like, oh my God, this was so much fun. Like, and, uh, really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Enjoyed it so much. You punched your mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've got so much cough medicine in me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sleepy. That's, that's totally so fine. I would, I would say the, um, my biggest feelings about chapter four mm-hmm. are a bit confused. And what are bit, you confused like, about? I am confused about why the frick we have got this like vision of like a deep need and like pressure to do this thing, find the nether deep fast. And then it's like, oh yeah, have fun in a city for a month doing oh, at a least ton a of month, tasks. At least a month. Because each At one of these missions month. is is a week apart. God damn it! Yeah, oh, it's kind of like why that. we're trying to get to the Nether Deep fast, and why are we doing many different quests for many different groups? Like, I want my fast pass to the Nether Deep. I think there was. An, I think it might have been last episode that I was like, "Wait, what are we doing? Was it this person? What?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's and it really adds up right like you're like Mm -hmm. why are we here doing this um so here here's my okay so i want to outline real quick the way that this this uh chapter runs because uh so spoilers ahead obviously i'm gonna do things to not spoil you all while still i'm gonna spoil you for stuff that you can't do now because we're beyond that we've gone too far we can't go back okay so you get transported to Ankarel. Spoiler number one. Boom. Suddenly you're in Ankarel. Things are happening. People are doing things. There are sky ships and it's really warm. Um, the premise of chapter four is that it's supposed to set you up on three paths. You're supposed to either join the Cobalt Soul, the Allegiance of Allsight, or the uh, Consortium of the Vermilion Dream. Okay. Uh, for those who are tuning in just for the how-to and are not watching the show, we are probably going Cobalt Soul with also some... L- they like the All Sight better than the, the Vermilion Dream. Vermilion Dream is basically for jerks. Like, it's it's the, it's the evil or selfish route, okay? Each one of these three routes is basically, if you go Cobalt Soul, you're kind of going the good route. If you're going Allegiance of All Sight, you're going the neutral route. And this is my opinion, but because it's I, I, I kind of hinted to the players before I had a character. I'm like, hey, so theoretically, if you got your hands on some nuclear material, uh, would you use it against your enemies? Would you save it in case your enemies got any or would you destroy it in hopes that no one else got their hands on it? And and that's kind of the 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 good, neutral, selfish, evil kind of, of parallels you have here. Like, there's some great power in the Netherdeep, and these three factions are kind of slowly coming to war about what up. Okay, the problem with that is, though, that it's three different branching options that are kind of doing that. those three options is a very Mass Effect type of, type of thing. Do you pick the red button, the blue button, or the green button? Um, Buttons, I'll press them. But here is the spoiler for this. Whatever you pick, uh, the rivals pick the opposite, except it's a two-to-one opposite. So if you pick All Sight or Allegiant, oh, pardon me, All Sight or Cobalt Soul, they go the other route. So, But if you pick Vermilion Dream, then they'll pick one of the other two. So it, it really... they They have this thing where they set them up to be friendly, indifferent, or hostile rivals. But if they end up in the Vermilion Dream, which I'm going to say that you guys are leaning more Cobalt Soul, which is the vanilla option. I really was... The thing about prepping this is I was super angsty about this because I was like, I don't want to influence your choices and and push you toward any direction. I want you to have fun and to do what you're going to do. But then as we're getting into this and like you guys were kind of bouncing back and forth between Cobalt Soul and All Sight, I was looking at the the Cobalt Soul. The Cobalt Soul has better missions. It has some cooler ones in the end game. Um, you get cooler stuff. I, I think it was a better fit. And I'm kind of glad that you're kind of leaning that way. But I think most people who play this after coming in from Critical Role's fandom are going to want to join the Cobalt Soul. Because it's cool. It's the thing that everybody knows in the setting. I was going to ask, are these three factions in Critical Role? Uh, the Cobalt Soul yes. absolutely is. Um, yes. But the, the Allegiance of Allsight and the Ver- the Allegiance of Allsight is very briefly mentioned in Vox Machina. Well, not briefly. They, they meet up with a researcher from the 
allegiance of all sites to get information for Vox Machina and to get to meet Jamansa Ord, who runs the city and spoilies oh, is an ancient brass dragon. Um, it's literally in like the first page of this chapter. It's not that spoily. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I go just... through that information. I don't I forget about the Vermilion. I think the Vermilion is either it's deep in critical role lore. Um yeah. they're a secret society, right? So it's Yeah. Who knows? Well, because I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, it makes sense adding in like a, like, like you said, they're very different. So it mm -hmm. makes sense adding in like a very different aspect. But it, it, it kind of feels like they just wanted to get all their stuff in, well, and, and and picking between the allegiance of All Sight and the Cobalt Soul, like they're okay. Crit critters are going to be mad at me for saying that they're the same organization, but compared to the Vermilion Dream, they're the same organization. Like, if you had to put them in a police lineup, it would be like me, Chris, and Caitlin in a row. Where you'd be like, yeah. oh, there's two bearded white dudes, and then Caitlin, right? Like, very, very vastly different. Obviously, the evil one is Caitlin. And, and Chris and I, one of us pays our taxes, the other is a content creator on the internet. No. Um, you'd be like, surprised which one that is. <laughs> I hear he's on Dork Tales. Um, <laughs> um, but like they're they're very similar, right? So it does. It seems like a non. It seems like a non question beyond the moment that the characters go. Oh well, Aloysia is a bitch. We're not going to go with her. And I yes. I did my damnedest mm -hmm. to try to salvage the Vermilion Dream by being like, oh yes, you can totally do what you want with her. Give her to the authorities. We don't care. Like that type of yeah. that whole like yeah we'd rather work with you here's your here's your necklace back because um pro tip they don't tell you what to do if they get away with the necklace so you know just wing huh. it wing it uh, I think that uh, what I did for that just in case anybody is curious um, is I decided that because it is a vestige that the um, so. Zarya was still inside of range of it. I believe it's a thousand feet of it um, before it starts to... You have to be more than a thousand feet away for more than 24 hours, something like that. I just increase the range because mm. it's a vestige. Mm. It's a it's an artifact. So when it takes <laughs> a liking to someone or an attunement to someone, it takes a little bit longer and a little bit harder to break that. Uh, so the... The, the the Vermilion Dream was very much just of the opinion of, uh, well, it's going to be too much work to break this. Maybe we can get these people to work with us. Right? And yeah, there, it, was, it was a little weaker than I would have liked, but what are you going to do in that case, really? Right? Like, it's, it is what it is. Um, but the, the frustrating part about this chapter is you get there and you have your instance with the with the rivals um the book says point blank typically a character is associated with only one faction at a time but if the characters want to change their allegiances engage in espionage or something like that they can try to join a second faction each one of th this chapter is broken up into 30 what into 20 into 20 19 pages of just Ankarel, just explaining the city like that's that's a pretty that's a decent sized gazetter for a city. But then you have six missions, each of which um pardon me, you have six missions under each of those three factions. And you can't progress above level two in each one unless you join the faction. 
this is a pain in the ass, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? <laughs> so if you're going with the Allegiance of All Sight, this is what happens. You have to go pick up the figurine that turns into a giant elephant and stampedes around. Great hook. I couldn't not have you play that one. It's awesome. <laughs> There's this cool picture of an elephant. Like, I, it, it, it's, it's perfect. I had to. Level two. And the joke's about the elephant in the room. It's so good. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> you know? Part two. Search the life dome. Okay, you guys did that. That's kind of a neat one. It's got invisible stalkers. I find invisible stalkers to be kind of like one of the weaker antagonists in a scene because they don't have personality, right? Um, level three, you haven't got to yet, but you start having to deal with the fallout of that and Prolix gets into trouble for his involvement and you have to help him out. Here's the we'll frustrating... help him. That's the thing. The book says you cannot help him unless you are a member of the society. Mind I you, like him. <laughs> you like him and he literally shows up out of nowhere asking for help. There is no reason why you should not be able to do this quest. Okay? Because even then, like, the outline... Uh, you guys might still do this one, so I'm not going to give you all the details. But the outline is, he needs you to go check something. But he needs you to check something with someone who doesn't belong to the Allegiance of All Sight. And will let you so in then... because of his reputation. Oh. Mm. So then there's it no real reason for us not to do it if we are to, or to not be able to do it. What? Nope. What? Yep. What? It's not like a members only at the at it's, that point. Yeah, what the you, heck? Just, you have to wear the members only jacket the entire time. Right? You all have to wear like some Mercer vest. If we wanted to spy on them, <laughs> we could do it. Yeah, you could. To yeah, if you wanted to spy on another organization, you could try. But the but if if it's just to help a friend, we're out of luck. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Okay, so. Um, and then eventually it leads up to you going to the nether deep. Spoilers, all of them have you going to the nether deep, answering oh some sort of call, right? Okay, Vermilion Your uncle Bard Destiny. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh <laughs> Vermilion Gambits. Okay. So this is where I start having major problems with these. Because unless you decide what your players are going to join for them or you tell them in advance you have to join one of three factions, even by the second level, things are starting to get a little weird in these paths. So assume that you're going to give them the flavor sampler. You're going to give them level one and level two of all three. Okay. So level one of the Vermilion Dream, you show up, you get told to go find the, the ghost. The ghost is actually the little girl. Great one shot absolutely great and it doesn't you can actually you can milk it for an entire session or you can do it for like an hour and it's great then you have a nice little npc to adopt fun fun th fact about this if you bring her to the first eclipse the lawful evil blue dragon uh born bartender will adopt her and oh. is happy to do so and is actually okay. not evil about it which is kind of weird makes me kind of think that the evil is a little weird on there but i don't know maybe evil evil likes adoption mm. um <laughs> we can okay. i think feel like we could have an entire discussion about that one i, I we absolutely could on that um so level two is you kind of rob a casino okay level three which we're not doing so i'm going to go into this okay level three the characters must steal the elephant back from all sight. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention to where this elephant is. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're coming back to this in a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, then, then you have to steal it. You have to steal the keys to the Nether Deep. Then you have to go and and say hello to somebody in the nether deep that's been hinted at in other paths and then the final bit so we're gonna swap back now to the cobalt soul level one go find the cultist of zahir okay uh the cultist of zahir is mostly a throwaway it doesn't really come back it's a fetch quest zahir doesn't really factor in from here for the most part i think it's just it's just flavor okay level two half-baked scheme the characters look into you guys did that you you find a baker who is peddling ruidium weapons or at least a ruidium weapon weird okay cool we have finally besides the elephant introduced ruidium it took us long enough but we did it (laughs) level three elephant uproar the characters must battle magical elephants, then make their way to the headquarters of the Vermilion Dream. There are now two magical glow, growy elephants, and they huh. rampage around. We, I cut this. I cut this out and said that it didn't happen because you got the ones for these Legions of All Sight and defeated it. And if the elephants are going to be rampaging, it's going to be like Dermot's fault or something that it happens. And that is That is something else. I assume that you succeeded, so I skipped that. I jumped you straight up to level mission four that you must rendezvous with the Allegiance of All Sight in Kale Morrow. Okay? Right. Because these goddamn elephants won't stop showing up. And don't get me wrong, I love these elephants, but are you seeing how many of these elephants there are now? Like yeah because it was mm-hmm. one and then you're like lo- are they doing it like that in case you completely ignore all of them maybe like if I, you they, only go vermilion dream like if, if you well, like i don't like like if you if you go with aloisia from from um bazazan yeah. and oh, then yeah. you're like yeah well let's work with you we're gonna work with you i'm not interested in anybody else i'm only working with you then you're not gonna see them any other time yeah, no, I think I think yeah, that I this wonder... is very pro elephant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder uh, if uh, this uh, particular party isn't uh, exactly going through it as uh, intended. Like uh, we've, I, I think there's been a couple of times where uh, we've uh, so far in this game where we've, uh, especially like uh, how well we've been getting along with the rivals, um, like has been. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. something that uh, was not really accounted for we get uh, real attached to our npcs we really yeah, like our so npcs <laughs> well and that's which is interesting because like if you look at critical role mm-hmm. or, sabotaging like, evidence for them well it's it's, <laughs> right? it's very much about the end like everyone loves the npcs from critical role like mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not a- as much as some of the ones from other shows Essek is trending on twitter again this morning like that's yeah. so um the, so, you, you don't know who that is but you trust me it's it's good mm-hmm. why yeah, is he? But, but that's what it means I like 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 loving your npcs and having all these crazy npcs <sighs> is in right now so it's weird that they would write a module not expecting you to love the npcs well right and i i mean i think you kind of have to go in this from uh, like an angle of Oh, the the NPCs are they're either gonna be best friends, 
like or or good interactions like you get in Critical Role, or they're an obstacle like you get in many D and D games. Like a lot of mm. D and D would just treat them as antagonists, right? But mm. they didn't write them hard enough so that they are friends, allies. Um, they 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 don't imply that your characters might ever be able to build relationships with them even there's even a there's a pre-built love triangle inside of the rivals as written where everyone wants to bone um oh maggie God. yeah everybody wants to bone <laughs> maggie everybody everybody's down for the thickness um uh, uh, uh. no but everybody wants yep. to bone galsariad and i'm sorry he's oh. the least pretty one after maggie like even <laughs> Dermot is is like like Galsariad looks like he looks like one of the princes from House of the Dragon that looks like uh wolf uh wolf uh what's his name in a wig? Robin, you sent me that meme earlier. Oh yeah. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. That's Mike. Right. Yeah. Finn oh. Wolfhard. <laughs> Mike, he looks like Mike in a white wig, right? It's anyway, but it's hilarious. So there's already a love triangle set up yeah. inside of there, and it's it's expand yourself like let let your players like play with them and and really experiment with them um but krista i think you were saying this earlier i think a lot of people were saying this earlier about how the damn module doesn't make any or no wait it was caitlin who was saying that it feels like we were in a rush right no no i didn't was that? that was it me was, it was it you was Rob. Was me. <laughs> yeah i agree okay. yeah right. yeah everybody okay. so i think caitlin and i were agreeing okay yes. so yeah. Salt, salt shakers. I think this, and I don't know why I said salt shakers. I was thinking in my head about using them. This is how I explain things at a diner. I like, I move salt shakers. Here I thought the salt was going to come. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. here's the good <laughs> shit. Okay, like, make salt. sure I'm paying attention for this. Okay. The story structure of this entire module doesn't make any damn sense. Okay. Jigao should not be your first step necessarily what should happen is the characters taking a look at this from just like a writer standpoint like as a writer and as someone who's you know writes real stories and role-playing stories you should have started on the quest to join one of these organizations that should have been at the beginning they should have been either recruiting in jigao or that you should have been already in Ankarel. okay wanting to keep you in Jigao nice and cool. I know that they want to connect you to, um, to, to, uh, Elixian and like his connection to the nether deep and whatever's going on there. But what it should have been is that you belong to this organization. You on has a festival or Jigao has a festival or something like that. And you spend the first part of the game doing missions. The missions are really broad ended. You can move, the entire Ankarel chapter to chapter one and just lower the, the ratings of things, right? Just make it mm. not as difficult and then be like, cool, here's the deal. You are going on these recruitment missions because you need work and these are people that are hiring you. Nice. You join the organization then they go, all right, we have a special mission for you. We're going to send you to go and investigate some weird ruins over there you go to bazozan you go to jigao somehow you get sucked in to to the thing with with elixian by then you already are like oh cool i have a motivation for belonging to this organization but you also can set up the rivals in advance as people as part of another organization that you keep clashing with and maybe even have to work with for a while before something splits you then you start like it just feels like it's disjointed like you the, the stuff with Elixian should come 
it should not be the opening hook. It should be the, the hook at the end of act one or midway through act two that that really gets you it should be a, a, mm. a gradual build because right now robin you're absolutely right it feels like we're stepping on the gas and then slamming on the brakes exactly and i get both of them yeah you go you, please okay oh i was just gonna say i get both of those but i think that the reason that we're we're so hotly contested between these groups and they all kind of want to recruit us is because we have had some stuff behind our name go like going into this chapter if we hadn't had anything we're just nobodies that they just randomly found like who who are we we'd have to we have to be kind of have some merit before otherwise they'd be like i don't know join if you want to kind of thing right like that's fair or unless they're in dire need for some reason Maybe. Well, I think you kind of, I think you're, it, it, I think the answer is kind of between both of those, right? Because, like, I totally agree. Like, they're not going to go after you if you don't have this sort of backing to you. Like, you ha- don't have this acclaim, mm-hmm. but they don't actually treat you like you have any acclaim. Like, they're, they're making you do fetch quests. It's like, well, mm-hmm. no, like, mm-hmm. sure, have them come out, like, have them, like, do the story in this the... order, but then have them actually pursue you and say we want you to join our thing and and don't make us fight to join your organization if you want us that is kind of very interesting because they did kind of they were coming after us with letters and oh we wanted you to do this but then again like you're Mm -hmm. saying it's just it's just another fetch quest (laughs) right yeah so i get that maybe maybe link them a bit better make them and the ramp ramp up is super steep too because you go from fetch quests to like hey welcome to the organization here's your membership card go fight god (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like what i wonder i wonder how it would have changed if um like if we were uh, part of different organizations too and how that would have impacted uh uh the relationship with the other party like if we already started out Mm. as um uh different uh like in opposing factions um i wonder how much that would have uh, influenced uh things because like not knowing that this was gonna end up being quite like that like we knew that they were rivals obviously like uh set that up with the uh the events at the jigao but it was just so light-hearted that uh i don't know it, it kind of felt like it uh there was more of an opportunity to get to know each other and to like uh like figure out who they were and uh whatnot whereas i think that if like knowing that they were that we were working for opposing organizations i i'm just i'm not sure how uh like i wonder how that would have played out at least with the interpersonal relationships with them and uh, that's been one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things uh, about this game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so anyway this chapter is a bit of a nightmare to run uh, uh dms because guess what we're technically not done with it because when you get to this point in this chapter, then you have to go to the next chapter because that's where all the stuff about the Netherdeep is. So technically, you're still in chapter four. It's the chapter that never ends. You can't <laughs> escape as much it's as you want to. The chapter never ends. Yeah, some people. Is the real Netherdeep the story all along? Yeah. <laughs> the deal. The real Netherdeep was the friends we made along the way and then backstabbed. Yeah seems Um, legit it is uh anyway so yeah it is real complex and real frustrating but let's jump into some of the questions that were left and we'll see if we can dive a little deeper into this um what what i would say though is 
feel free to cut stuff. Um, if people want to join, like if you guys want to join the Allegiance of All Sight, I see no reason why some of you can't join the Allegiance, some of you join the Cobalt Soul. I think that you just have to join one of the two sides. You're either with the Vermilion Dream or not. Yeah. And then, well, and aren't we like? Isn't the whole premise like when we talked about? We said, "What can we join the Cobalt Soul?" Isn't like our task going to be to go help the Allegiance of All Sight? I didn't want like, to say it, but yeah. Okay, I thought that. I thought that was sorry. I thought that was said in game yeah. of like you guys. Like, yeah. here's a note that you're gonna go do that. Yeah. I thought he told us that's what we were gonna mm -hmm. do. Yeah, that's what he told you. He told you. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the note you found in Irvin's locker is actually the um, minor minor spoiler that doesn't affect you guys at all. Uh, is the note you get for completing Vermilion Dream Quest three? I think. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Is that stealing the elephants? Yeah, it's the stealing the elephants one. Um, I think mm. is when you get that. Uh, or there, there's some. Uh, there we go. Found by. Yeah, sorry. Pardon me. That's that's actually the one you get for uh, stealing the elephants in the Cobalt Soul track. But you get it from the people who try to steal the. You get it for when you're when you raid the first eclipse. So I just um. I I, sh I shoehorned it in. So I was like, you need to know this Fair. info. This makes a lot of sense. You know? Sure. Yeah, right. You just do it. Well, and, that, and that, I feel like everything we've said so far, and particularly what you've said, Kelly, is like, it really comes down to the fact that like, this is a module for advanced DMs. And it isn't, um, like, I, I know there's a, bit, a lot of discord right now about the fact of like, those of us that are longtime D&D or longtime RPG players is like this concept that homebrew is anything other than officially printed materials. Like I remember when home, like like if you had a home game, mm -hmm. that wasn't called homebrew because that's what you were mm -hmm. supposed to do. You yeah, were supposed just, to create D &D. your own. It's house just DDs. Yeah. So that, but then you would have house rules, and house rules were homebrew, or you maybe created an item that didn't really exist. So that made sense. But nowadays, like if you're playing it, like your um, like the game, like like Shards of Vern is yeah. considered homebrew. Yeah. I, I have to I like, put the homebrew tag on to lure people in. Um, yeah um. but it's like <laughs> that's just D D. like that's it's huh <laughs> i actually don't like the term homebrew like either it's just it's just weird right it's it's just I, you're being i like homebrew when you like like when oh god i can't homebrew is when you tree. made a new mechanic yes I, homebrew I, yeah I, when you so fully created something that was homebrew I, I don't know why, but every time I hear the word or read the word homebrew, I just think of like somebody being a DM, like Kelly with a big cauldron in the middle of his house, like just like stirring <laughs> yeah, it. And I'm just, oh, like, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but that that's I, a comforting image. I bought in my Kelly mind. a thing. For exactly. So, yeah, oh my god! Yes. Ooh. Krista bought me a cauldron. It's nice. great. Yeah. They're, so, they're at Michael's. They're homebrew. oven safe. Stir the pot, Kelly. Stir the pot. Let's. That's, that's, that's where the do. good stuff I'm, is made. I'm, I'm putting it somewhere so I don't accidentally break it. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just lose Robin? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. She's yeah, uh, no, having she's some issues, so she'll be right back. back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Internet's being weird recently. Um, um, but yeah, like like, it's, like we we've been saying is that like I feel like the the entire point of this module is so that critical role people that have never played before that want to play in the critical role world can have something to work off of and i feel like this is going to scare them away especially like from all angles because 
DMs are going to be are going to feel like they can't DM because they don't know how to make this work. Um, and players aren't going to want to play because their DMs frazzled. And like, I feel like this is kind of. I mean, I'd I'd really love to talk to people that were brand new DMs, brand new players you know that ran or played in this. So a lot of people watch these videos and leave comments and say like, oh, hey, this really helped me figure stuff out for my game. If you were a brand new DM and you were listening yeah. to this video, you made it to chapter four, go to our Discord or post in the comments on YouTube or something. Let us know what, like, what yeah. you thought of this and how how freaky this was. And like, like was it a big deal for you? Was it not? Are we just over overthinking it as people who have been running games for a while and are like, oh, God. This would have been this would have been hell because there's so much stuff in Ankarel. There's so much stuff yeah. in this chapter that you can get up to and do that you could spend twenty to forty game sessions here at least. You know, like yeah. there's an entire which, arc which you could I do think, about. Hmm. I was gonna say which I think like if we weren't doing a performative D and D session or like if we yeah. weren't doing this as a like we want flow and we want to make it more performative, I think yeah. If you sat down, you're like we're gonna spend six months fucking around in Ankarel <laughs> like you could do an entire tournament cool. arc at the the fighting pits which i wanted to do so bad well i <laughs> yeah time. Like, yeah. time i was like i was like oh there's a ball of judgment oh my god not another oh, there's, always an, the there's always an arena there's always an arena there's always a oh my god i would have loved and this is like this would have been maybe something that we like talked about um and figured out if we were gonna actually spend like a long time here um we would have talked about some downtime stuff about for our characters because i know like it was mm -hmm. it's interesting um a, a couple of things and critical world does this at least once every campaign i've seen at least once where they do a downtime episode where they talk about you know side scenes mm -hmm. maybe just the one player runs a scene with matt or maybe it's, he brings in like someone brings in someone else and they've they've done this thing they talk about what they've done in the city for like but that was like over the course of like months of downtime technically yeah. and you got to improve and build magic items and stuff the keiko and zanata arena montage exactly like, yeah. the rocky soundtrack. I, if you if you want to do that right before you go to the nether deep or right before you go to whatever is it beyond the nether deep the 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 super nether deep um let me know we can oh. we can have a, a final montage i think that would be a good place to do it there is right before something. the final act yeah there is something i wanted to do that i haven't been able to squeeze in quite yet but it's very mm -hmm. in character and i please and and if you need to do yeah. it let me know before game and i'll i'll make space for it like just send okay. me a PM, like do that. And and DMs always be willing to let your player like tell your players that like you want something to happen in a game. Like, let me know in advance. Like, not to spoil the surprise, but to help me facilitate it better. You know, mm -hmm. I can I can, you know, if if this is like you really want to go and finally uh I don't know, um uh what's the term I'm thinking of to uh <laughs> Uh, to to seal the deal with Io, and I need to get Peter Cetera's "Glory of Love" queued up in the background from the Karate Kid soundtrack. Yes. Oh my. Um. Well, and without giving any spoilers, um, hey folks, go join the Patreon to understand what I'm talking about. Uh, in Strixhaven, it's very light on actual like story stuff mm -hmm. because it's it it's so 
open-ended and so you can you can do all of these things and like i have every week been like hey guys what do you, is there something you want to do this session how do you feel about it traz has been particularly vocal about it and has been very helpful in that way um but everyone else has been like oh i'd love to do this i'd really like to do this part like robin has a little mini story arc about getting stuff that like as per rules she could have done from the very beginning but instead we made a little story arc out of it and it was a lot of fun and it was a really cool little bit that has nothing to do with the storyline it doesn't affect the story at all but it's just cute mm. and i'm really oh, happy puddle. like it's a little puddle. oh <laughs> go join that. the patreon and watch <laughs> Uh, Krista, I'm sorry I provided you almost nothing, but I do show up and do the work on the day. <laughs> well, so that's what I mean, right? And 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 for the most part, like I know, like there, like I know if I threw something at you, you would you would be down. And like there is a, hashtag I know swackward. Hashtag swackward, exactly. Swackward. And so there's there's definitely things that like are gonna come up. Like there are stuff that is in your back. Like you've given me a really in depth backstory. We have had a few things come up. It just me like the and really at the end of the day is that like that doesn't bother me hmm. if you are fine with what you're getting, but if if your players are feeling like they're yeah. not getting something out of your game, then say what do you want from it, and have them tell you because it's a collaborative world. You're all building it together. Mm -hmm. Say what you want. Yeah, and Krista, I got to tell you right now. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you the one thing I want. You know what I want. I want. I want him to become disillusioned in a certain person. I oh, want, I know. I want the soccer game. I want the soccer game, damn it. It's it's going to fucking happen, don't you Good. worry. It's it's the Good. Babysitter's Club roller coaster for those 90s people that were raised as girls. Um, I, but yes. I read a couple of them. I didn't really watch it. It was it was in the, well, it was in one of the books, but it's in the movie. Oh, okay, I'm out then. I'm out then. Um, but yes, you will. Okay. Don't worry, you will. Good break my heart all right let's answer some questions uh let's see let's start with random equinox saying question for both kelly and the players what was your favorite mission or quest and then least favorite um i really liked the life dome quest really i thought okay. that was very interesting and i thought it brought a different aspect to on than we've really kind of seen before because it wasn't just we're going to this place, getting this thing, surrounded by all these buildings we've already been to. We come to this, like, very distinctive, very beautiful, not that Ankarel isn't beautiful, Ankarel in general is but, beautiful, but, but this very distinctive place. Yeah, this tropical place. And, yeah, I thought I really enjoyed that mission. Mm -hmm. um, invisible stalkers are kind of annoying, but... Um, Honestly, I thought it was a really fun fight regardless, and I like how it all played out. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and least favorite mission? Probably, probably the bakery mission. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't the, know. The cultist, the one before it, like go and hunt down the cultist, that was my oh. least favorite. Because they're that's, so that's true. I forgot about that one. So maybe that one. <laughs> so bad. So bad. I forgot about it. Everything good about that that you guys found, I threw into the scene in improv, by the way. Oh, okay. Because like, I was like, gave... I think it, I feel like the vibe was interesting with that one. I they didn't feel you... the vibe as interesting with the bakery. It was more of just like a maybe we just played it a different way. Mm. I think it's and, because and you, I, you guys just kind of like you, you, you sent Dorlan to do, do, do spy work. Or, you know, 
in our defense, yeah. none of us sent him. That's fair. Yeah. So there was yeah. no choice in that. Yeah. yeah the the entire thing with the 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 cultist mission, by the way, is that you you search his place and there is, let's see, he has a great apartment. You then you have to like bully him. If you break into his house, there's nothing. It's just a nice place. Literally, they oh, they okay. they they huh. give you nothing. So all of that was we went in. And I'm like, oh, I didn't expect you to break in. Okay, well, because uh, what they expect you to do <laughs> is follow him and then get into a carriage chase with him. A follow that man, and then hmm. like accost him in public or not. Then the knights show up and then you might get arrested. Okay, so we have no proof. <laughs> yeah, but you guys broke into his house, which the second that anybody has, you know, a rogue in a party or an artificer with lockpicks, you should have expected, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was all. Or someone that's with the knock spell. Yeah. Or someone with a boot. Right. Like Kago just kicks <laughs> yeah. the door. Like it's fine. But like, <laughs> by the way, anybody who wants to steal anything I did, just steal it. Just steal it. Just credit me at the end. Be like, I got the idea for. Don't don't even don't credit me publicly. Just in your heart. I'll know. Um, it makes my power grow. Um, okay. Who else had one that they they liked or didn't like? I re- I also similar to Caitlin. I think I really liked the 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 life dome one. Um, mm-hmm. the girl, the spooky mm-hmm. girl was pretty good too. I just it was it was cute. It was cute, but also uh, it was very, I guess, quick. Yeah, I felt it was a little anticlimactic. Sorry. Yeah, sorry to jump in. No, 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 no. I, 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 you kind of took the like that's exactly what I was trying to look for. I was just, yeah. it was taking my brain a bit to get there. But you, so <laughs> kind of like once um, you saw what you were up against, you were like, "Well, I'm not fighting a 15 year old girl. Right? Right? Kill right? her." Although, I'll yell at her, but I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, if that isn't like, set up for out. a future NPC, like I don't know what that is because that's an adventuring uh, adventurer's background story, right? Then oh, in there, shave Dorland's head and break his knees. <laughs> oh my god! Got to. We need a Professor X, and I don't oh, think anybody else is shaving their head. That's yeah, right. That's true. Neat thing about the uh, armor Dorlin wears, uh, if, even if uh, you know, his ah. uh, legs weren't working, he'd be able to walk in it. Oh, cool. really? Yep. Huh. That's good. It uh, provides. Like, uh, scratch that yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Um, all right. Anybody? Do, did you also? I guess least favorite is the yeah the cultist. The cultist was okay. Ra- raise I your hand if the cultist was kind us. of meh. I had I fun with it. I liked the vibe. Yeah. yeah. I liked the vibe, but uh, the thing yeah. I didn't like about the cultist one was uh, um, it kind of felt like a footnote. Like, uh, the other one seemed to have, like, something like, I mean, even with the uh, uh, with the girl, it was, um, we became invested in, with her, even though it was kind of anticlimactic. We wanted to make sure that uh, um, she was taken care of and that, like, that wouldn't be a problem. So it was something that, like, uh, we as a group kind of, mm. uh, without talking about it, took on to ourselves. But uh, um, the, the cultists, like, I don't know, like, uh, with with the uh, um, with the elephant, 
um, Bodhi's shop got ruined. Uh, so that felt personal uh, to us. Uh, with the um, with the with the girl, we wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. With the invisible stalkers in the life dome, um, like we found out that there might be this other society and that possibly we're targets for something. Um, like it, it, and with the um, um, with the uh, the bakery, um, we found that ruidium weapon and like possibly am cursed. Take care of me. You're fine. Uh, but uh, but but ruidium, <laughs> like it introduces us to like a ruidium weapon. So they all, um, it seemed like there was something more that we got out of them. The the cultist one, um, I did enjoy it. Like breaking into the place, like finding things, the issues with the snakes and uh, Zarya and like uh, that. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of like how does that connect to everything does it other than it's yeah related to one of the betrayer gods like uh mm. um even when you were describing the other ones with the elephants it's uh i don't know i just picture those elephants just like i just picture bodhi setting up new shops and uh, the elephants like it's going to be cabbages. like the cabbages yeah <laughs> <laughs> like as you were uh, that's actually exactly what i was thinking every time yeah. you mentioned the different things with the elephants i'm like oh god poor bodhi but but <laughs> and just dwarven contractors getting new boats there. every time they're in a desert but yep. they keep yes. buying boats yeah they uh, keep buying boats <laughs> so because I, I'm just looking through my notes, and like I have like a full page and a half of notes about the cultist, and most of my notes I have like little references to earlier pages, and this one's just like this big giant section of notes that has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. Um, right. It, now, if this was like a cultist that like worked with the Sentinels of Memory, and that comes up later, and like those links, to, like that could be cool. But you're right; it's just kind of this little. Bleh. Does it? Mm -hmm. Is there something so I, I skipped? Do That's I do it. like the fact that that we, as a party, we're actually like fairly good, and we're fairly law abiding. So when things mm -hmm. happen, and mm -hmm. Kelly's like, "Oh, the guards are coming," we're like, "Good, the guards are coming." Yeah, <laughs> like we've done hilarious. nothing wrong in this. I like can't... that's why I yeah. liked the cultist one because basically it was me and, um. I can't a gab like you. I can't just a gab yeah, on you. All guards are mm -hmm. bastards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's just like yeah, we we, like, we followed yeah, we did him. Nothing yeah. wrong. We we have nothing wrong. Look at this person. They have poisons like on them. Those like... are from my mother. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so holding it from a friend. Good, we are. Yes. Well, and especially like I think that I mean the the mountainous hussy is what came out of that mission right and so yeah. like obvious this is just again like kelly takes these things like this could be the most unmemorable pointless thing but it because the npcs get into it we all get into it as role players it becomes so much more but like as a, and like like you said at the beginning kelly you got to separate like how we felt as characters or how we felt about the actual happenings <laughs> versus what the actual text has and it's un i don't know it's like getting really into fan fiction about something and then watching the real thing and being like, well, that yeah. was underwhelming. Well, I, I worry that people watch last episode and they're like, this got lewd. It's an entire <laughs> yeah. episode about three ways in a bathhouse. And I'm like, that's peak critical role, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that Dorland now has a tattoo. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine him yeah. with a tattoo, but you asked that question. Right. I was like, yeah, you know what? He does now. It's, it's great. You, I love those moments. And mm -hmm. you have to look at when you're running this for yourself, 
don't be afraid to improvise a little if because this book is not going to give you enough this book's main problem is that they rush through these side missions so quick they're so brief they give you no description of anything that you're going through the maps for these are very bare bones like if you have the roll 20 it is literally just like a um a snapshot of the cityscape and like these little these little maps like like these yeah right? so mm -hmm. the maps are not particularly helpful they're they're barely useful for any type of like map combat um there's just the city is too big and there's too many things to do for them to provide it all, though. So I feel the writers. Like, I really get it that in this chapter, they, they shot themselves in the foot by setting it on Corel because they want something really iconic, but it's too big. Like, it's, it's too big. They needed to put out another source book, like another uh, Wild Mount. Tell Bori, yeah. But, yeah, but just on Corel. And they could have mm -hmm. they could have released it on like a Dungeon Master's Guild or something like that, or like as a yeah. PDF or something like that and made a ton of money um, as a supplement. Yeah. And they still should. So there you go. Yeah. My dog's howling at something. I don't know what. <laughs> um, I don't know if it counts as a mission, but us investigating to find Eloisia and all of the fallout of that is my favorite, mm -hmm. but mostly just because it became for me it became very Sabina centric and I was all Yeah, for no, that it, was so. uh, that was all character stuff, damn it, because we're we're the best part of this module. <laughs> <laughs> earlier you you were saying that um like it would be really frustrating for dms and i think you said something along the lines of uh um like uh, just tried to make sure that even though it was frustrating and you had some things you want to make sure everyone had fun with it and i think you really succeeded with that um like if, if you hadn't vocalized your frustrations um and to talked about them a little bit like i i i would have not know and uh had a blast with it the way that uh um you you let us like have our uh inter-character relationships but still kept us kind of motivated to like and brought up things that, that were going on so uh i i actually had a lot of fun with this chapter yeah nice. same I, I feel the same way I, I i think i was telling you that the other yesterday kelly where i was like yeah if like the the only like stressful part about this chapter was the fact that we knew you were stressed and like we saw it, even when you weren't saying it, we saw it in you. And I it was and so mostly, we felt like we we needed to do more. <laughs> At least that's was, how I felt. I'm sorry. Um, I, I will try to communicate that less. It was mostly just well, the having to pick a path, and it's it's that like yeah. you have to make a choice that will change mm -hmm. the entire direction of play. But I'm there's no I, difference I gotta, between two of them. So it's like, it's so I, I'm glad you mentioned things though. I, I, sorry, I really want to interrupt. Yes. I'm glad you, you yeah. mentioned things and talked to us about it. Uh, Cause it's that communication thing. And like uh, that, like, I know like helped me kind of focus on trying to uh, maybe speed things all along a little bit for something else, because it, it is a collaborative process. And totally. like knowing that you were having some frustrations with yeah, it. Just like, I, okay, I wouldn't say don't take settle on something. Don't take what Krista said and say, no, I'm not going to share more. We're mm -hmm. like, yes, no, Absolutely. thank you for sharing yeah. with us because okay. then that helps. Because then if you're frustrated and yes. you're frustrated with the module and you don't say that, it could come across that you're frustrated at your players and then we'll be that, going and like, that did happen once or twice in, um, yeah. in, in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Definitely it happened where I was like, mm -hmm. there's there's a wall in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden about two thirds of the way through where you're just like, why am I you're running fun this? Your fun is just as important as ours. 
thing. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and uh, in Rhyme uh, of the Frostman, your fun just evaporates in chapter six. You or take seven. a lot of responsibility. <laughs> you, you take a lot of responsibility for ours as being in the driver's seat as the DM, yeah. and uh, which is fantastic. But we we want to know so that we can help make it easier on you too. Like, uh, that, and that's like don't you have fun don't too. hide. It's, don't hide. Mm -hmm. Don't hide no. more. Don't don't Conspec don't take that. No. Conceal. Don't feel. Oh Conceal your your face I learned if that. you need to. You are very you are very pretty, Kelly, but you are not a princess, so yeah. you don't have to conceal anything. <laughs> You're a queen. Yes. <laughs> no. All right. So, um, but seriously, like, and we're, we're a non-scripted game. Like we run, uh, we're, we're the biggest nether deep stream now too. And we're the biggest witch light stream on YouTube and all this, but we're, we're not Wait, scripted. But what's the script that I have? Shut up. Put that away. Fire. That's a Star, Star Trek game. That's the Star Trek. We're, we're just, we're, we're prepping for Radiant Citadel. That's Yee. what it is. Um, so <laughs> but but that doesn't mean that you can't like talk to your players about stuff you can talk to them without spoiling it like don't give them like and tell them hey i'm deliberately not going to spoil you so i'm only going to give you limited information but if you could be the good guys or the bad guys which would you prefer do you want to <laughs> you want to open a small bakery or commit war crimes <laughs> you know well, and, and, and like, this, <laughs> like i was saying i feel like you if you're at a both. table yeah, yeah create muffins of mass destruction. <laughs> like the baker. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Muffins of mass destruction. Not muffins of ass destruction. No, no, no. War crimes and evil. There's a difference. Yes. Oh. This, okay. Well, if the evil person about... was going to adopt a child, yeah. Um anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I was gonna Sorry. say that like uh like like I said, if you are running this at a table. Just let people do all the things, because yeah. whatever it doesn't matter. There's no real time. Yeah, no Elixian time is going to be the same fun. as he is, regardless, right? Hello, it's Oz I'm somewhere. still trapped down here. It's exactly. so <laughs> yeah. we're just like. Yeah, if you want them to go now. faster, send some dreams or something. I don't know. Get yeah. Just be sure to put on your go watch Sandman and do your dream voice of I'm trapped down here. Exactly. With my, Sandman, Rob, with Kelly. my Robert Smith hair. Yeah, it's so it's really good. Like it's really it's really totally good adaptation. Good. Um, I watched some some background or some uh, interviews with them, and the fact that he actually looks so much more normal than he was supposed to makes me very happy. Nice. They, yeah. they originally made him like they like painted him white like he looks in the comics and had like the crazy spiked hair and all this stuff. And after all these screen tests, Neil Gaiman was like. He's supposed to be able to walk down a street and no one's supposed to notice him. He can't look like this. <laughs> yeah. But like, you're a pale dude with frizzy hair anyway. He's just still, like, I wish his hair coat. was like a tiny bit longer just for my personal aesthetics. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the his face is perfect. Like, put a little bit more powder on him, maybe, but that's it. That's it. Like, he's good. He looks like he walked out of like the late 90s anyway. And that's all yes. that matters. Like, 80s, 90s. Oh, this perfect little 90s. Yeah, it's a little pout. It's perfect. But it's super uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, and I, I wanted to say real quick, my favorite adventure from this, uh, besides the first elephant, because I love the first elephant encounter, it's great. I get to play Volatile Reaction by Kevin McLeod with, you know, in the background. Um, 
my favorite thing is upcoming. It is the reason that I was really excited you guys went Cobalt Soul. Um, because it's mission five of the Cobalt Soul. The one after next game. Hopefully. Oh, Maybe not. Depending nice. on what you do. But I, I, I'm just... I'm eager. I'm nice. eager. I'm very excited about that. Um, all right. Other questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, everyone's... So, uh, Kiyama and the GM's perspective both, both asked, both asked uh, which is your favorite faction NPC? And what characters do you think fit in each faction? I guess out of you guys. Um... And then what's everybody's favorite NPC? So favorite NPC, faction, or just or just of the chapter? So I guess let's leave the rivals out of this for now. Sure. Okay. We already know everybody's favorite <laughs> rivals. Fave, fave faction or fave NPC. Um, I'll go first to start us off. I always love playing Bodhi, but if I got to pick somebody who is native to Ankarel, um I I can't say... I can't say that it's Prolix because that accent is really hard to keep up for two hours because I decided to make him German. And I just, I was like, why, why did I, I do this? Him. Why? It hurts, <laughs> it hurts my lips so much by the end. Um, I think it, my favorite NPC to play, aside from the, the doorman at the fancy, the, fan, the mountain, <laughs> oh, oh you gosh. mountain hussy, uh, I think was probably... Oh. Probably Guillermo the robe fitter. Oh yes. Is oh he God. in the book or is that someone you made? No, up? there's no that, okay. The these thing about the um the bathhouse is a paragraph that just says you get extra hit points. I, I improv that entire yes. thing. Like that was all just like stuff I was like I was okay, like Okay, yeah. Kelly, which NPC is one you didn't make up? <laughs> Prolix. What is your favorite um, module PC? Favorite module? Okay, fine. I'm Damn, okay, you go, you go. I'll look. <laughs> My favorite's but... Prolix. <laughs> I like him very much. <laughs> yeah, 100%. God, I really did just pick all of my own things like a narcissist. You did, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I forget yeah. the name. I but, had to uh, come back just good. to laugh at that. I'm still trying to look for painkillers. I can't find my painkillers in my house oh, right no. now. Are you, what are you looking for? What? for ibuprofen? Yeah. The last time I was over, you had them on the coffee table. Coffee table. All right. BRB. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the uh, the couple that runs the um, uh, the place Ooh, I, we're staying. Irwin, they're they're um, two of my favorites. Um, Irwin and Kalanau. They're in the book. Yeah, they, they're in the book. Yes. All right. There we go. No, and but they're the the way you've done their relationship uh the just kind of the little subtle hints to like their adventuring career like prior and uh, um just the they they also just seem like really cool and interesting people they're, anyway they're really cool their backstory is like really briefly defined but it's really neat and it's it's one of those little nuggets that you can really spin off mm. okay so that's favorite npcs okay. uh what were the other questions uh, uh mine mine is them but also rarosha and akil i love what about rarosha chet and oh, yeah. well, chet chet's one of chet mine is very good <laughs> you know chet's mine uh, so. and shira shira was very neat mm -hmm. I, I definitely shira's cute lot, she's but... nice it's hard not um, to call her shira. Oh, they're on your kitchen it's a, it's a, i was <laughs> right there on a table yeah i haven't, I haven't um, been to your house in like a week NPC? i don't know i know uh prolix is probably my favorite like non-kelly npc I love that accent, so I'm sorry. I, I just I love talking to him because I'm like I, 
I just love hearing you do that accent. It's so it is good. a good accent. I want to see as a baby. Is fun. Yes. Right? <laughs> Show it's me so the child. Good. It's yes. so good. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Caitlin, do you, you said you had a favorite. It was Prolix. Prolix. Oh, yeah. Okay. Prolix yep. is everybody's favorite. Okay. That's that's why you guys <laughs> kept going to all site. You're like, we don't care about the organizations. Yep. We want to hang out with our chubby tiefling buddy. Well, Basically, he took, yeah. us, he took us up the first nice. night that we were there. Question he is awesome too, booze. but Prolix, Prolix, I, I think he like just yeah. invited a bunch of random strangers uh, who yeah. doesn't that always is in the module, by the way. Some of them, obviously, and yeah, it, yeah, Prolix just seems like a nice person. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty. Well, I like playing just that in our, to in up our... with Dorlin in our like messaging discussions about like what we wanted to join and i really wanted to join cobalt soul but everyone else was like well i want to join all site because prolix is amazing and i was like we can be friends with prolix and join another faction guys and everyone oh yeah. look at him yeah. look at his yeah, chubby face so oh, so oh my god yeah. he's so squinty Squishy amazing face. chaotic evil what <laughs> <laughs> all right uh on the count of three uh going in a circle tell me which organization your character should actually be in and which wait on the count of three or in a circle let's go yeah. <laughs> so let's do it in a in a circle but also say what organization you should be in okay all right ready caitlin go oh um zarya's consortium no i'm kidding um probably cobalt soul Maybe Consult. consortium though, actually, if she was on her own, um, and myself probably legions of all sight because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. archaeology or something. I still, to this day, I'm like, what? But what's the difference? But yeah. one one does kung fu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not the kung fu. So yeah, okay. legions of all sight would be mine. Personally. All right. Krista. Uh, she uh Sabina probably consortium honestly but wants to be in cobalt soul uh and i would probably be allegiance probably yeah i'd say so i'd say so yeah yeah all right what about uh robin um oh god i don't know keiko no not none of the above she wants to be the scar bears <laughs> I was That's gonna say, fair. what's Zanata? Zanata's <laughs> yeah. tied to the Scar Bears, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Keiko would be Scar Bears, and Robin, probably All Sight. Mm hmm. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, I mean, it depends. Are Cobalt Souls are more like library research base, right? Yeah. So the the All Sights are basically like going out and like rebuilding, like pre pre-calamity knowledge and the uh mm. the library of the cobalt soul is all about uh fighting propaganda and oh damn yeah i'd go cobalt soul in real life too yeah probably <laughs> cobalt soul yeah because i just get i get angry <laughs> um and uh chris oh this is hard um this is uh this is quite hard i i really like both of them a lot um and uh that's actually kind of one of the reasons why like uh a lot of times i'm like oh like i could go either way like between the two of them like they're they are quite similar but uh um i think uh if uh with your example about nuclear material and weapons that you brought up earlier 
I'm guessing that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Cobalt's soul is destroying the weapons. They might be. Allegiance... They might be. <laughs> Allegiance, <laughs> Allegiance is rainy day. Yeah. Um, so with both those things in mind, uh, I'm going to have to say Dorlin Cobalt's soul. Or no, wait. Dorlin Allegiance, me Cobalt's soul. Fair. With those two things in mind. All right. Let's. Uh, but it's like... really close. Okay. Uh, favorite mission quest, least favorite. Uh, boop. Uh, so, uh, Trizelta asks, knowing what, what you do about the chapter, what changes would you make to help the chapter run more smoothly? I kind of did them already. Like, I feel like I had, to, I cut and pasted, I moved stuff, I deleted things, I, I tied things together. I decided there were way too many elephants. Um, so I cut that down, but, but here is my big problem with this. Okay. There's one thing that I want every dungeon master to keep in mind if they're running this, because if your players are doing this, your players are going through these missions, the rivals are too. So you have to read all the paths. And once you know, this is where it gets a little stressful. Once you know what your players are doing. So you guys say, go, uh, Vermilion Dream. Okay. We'll say that. Well, that means that the rivals are making friends with Prolix. The rivals are getting attacked in the Life Dome. The rivals are going and trying to, like, acquire these items and do these things, which means you have to know that's moving in the background. So, mm -hmm. and particularly because of the damn elephant, it, the elephant thing, it becomes like a three-card Monty game. Where you're like, who has the, the damn elephant? elephant? Where's the elephant? Where's the elephant? Who has the elephant? How many elephants does, does Maggie have? Like six yeah, elephants. And then Io's got an elephant on a javelin just going, what? And then <laughs> two or three. Oh least. my it's like, God. It's like, that would like, be great. Right? It would be awesome. great. It's like Pokemon. I choose you, know, you, you giant with an fucking elephant. elephant. For everyone somewhere. Yes. <laughs> you could use the catapult spell on the elephant figurine. Oh yeah, totally good. my God. Yes. Rail, rail elephant. <laughs> I mean, oh if you're God. brave. Elephant rail gun, the peasant rail gun, but with an elephant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that's so good. A peasant rail gun is a long story. We'll tell you some other time. Um, <laughs> random. Just, just Google peasant rail gun. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, object interaction are free, so you don't actually need peasants. You yeah. can do that as a party. Well, but the idea is I think you Hell need yeah. a certain number I of I guess them. that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Some, well, you just use the rivals. Someone the physics. Enough. There you go. Yeah, someone did the physics <laughs> on how many you needed exactly. So of course they did. Anyway, go look at the is for nerds. Nerds. It is. It's nerds. so good. I love stuff like that. Okay, random equinox. Uh, I can answer his question super easy. Question for Dork Tales: Did you ever consider giving the players, for example, a non-Cobalt Soul mission, even if they joined the Cobalt Soul, based on how interesting it was? Yeah. Why do you think I gave him the ghost with the kid? That I was like, I need this kid mission because kids with psychic powers <laughs> yeah. i also really like those kind of missions because the whole point of it is she has uncontrollable magic powers and it's causing trouble in baseline DD &D mechanics that does not happen yeah like because you are trained mm -hmm. to use your spells and you use them by will and i love it when games especially published games throw a wrench in the works and say yeah but she can't control it yeah. Because every person who plays D&D &D that is super like very much like the rules say this. And you're like, well, actually, the rules in this book say that it doesn't matter. 
The, yeah. rule, the rules say, the rules say <laughs> screw what you think. She's basically it, just a, ma- a wild magic sorcerer that, yeah. like, can't control her surges. Like, and it's it's and it's like um when we first started we had some people on Instagram that were complaining about Robin's art for cake it was like oh Goliaths don't have hair it's like it says mm. in Critical Role they do they have hair yeah and they're yeah. oh if you if you want Critical Role isn't real D and D we're running a Critical Role module you turd <laughs> Probably yeah, you realize the... Wizards of the Coast <laughs> like yeah you realize yeah. there's like different universes right yeah. like, no there is only ravica an astral plane is like yeah. it connects different planes and different universes you nutwad yeah there are too many yuan t on the astral plane though yeah you definitely need rules and everything but like just being that nitpicky about the little oh my god they don't look like that like they don't have and hair they can't do, do this flavorful you. thing it's and that's one of the that's one of the great things about like yeah and that's one of the great things about games like this and some of the other people i think that uh have game doing this is like hey these are the mechanics um but what if like this was something the character couldn't control or what if uh but what if like we got rid of the thematic aspect of it and re-described like just the fluff of it as this yeah like and like uh like yeah. i had a character in one game i think i mentioned it before oath of conquest paladin uh, it was a dragon that had been like punished and turned into a human and like so all those fear effects and the other things like everything was fluffed to be like dragon ish abilities coming back out and like redid that and like that's one of the great things with like this kind of a game you can use your imagination yeah yeah, and with like with these modules, we <laughs> stick a little bit more to rules. But like for things like Kelly's homebrew games, uh, I'm playing a completely homebrewed like uh, race of Genasi. Kelly's made like a bunch of feats and and stuff that we're playtesting, and it's like it's really cool that you can like take ideas and then just expand and add them to a world based on your players' like wants and needs. If they're not getting yeah. something from like a fee that I mean, are in the book it's great that you can potentially add something to that and it, like yeah. in reign of emery's like uh cat's character mm-hmm. was like oh you have mecha in this world like you have magic armor i'm like yeah we do well i want to i want some i'm like well well you wouldn't have the fine i'll make rules for mecha so i had to make rules for mecha <laughs> yeah. and damned if she didn't use them as much as she could <laughs> absolutely yep she did a girl cat at a girl yeah i gotta yep. i gotta share those soon yes. they're they're gross I they're, they're pretty gross was that yeah you <laughs> tore the bare, hell I like out of them apart with my bare hands the, the hard thing was making them tough but not so tough that caitlin's character couldn't literally chew through them with his teeth Right. <laughs> like, right, right especially in tal like dragon form tal dragon uh, and that was just oh Whoa. well technically polymorph doesn't do that i'm like screw it it was a wild magic surge i don't care you rolled you sure. rolled dra- dragon twice time for more dragon <laughs> i guess well, more I, dragon. <laughs> I feel like a good example of like fluff over versus rules was um so again strict saving thing without giving it away kelly wanted some flavor uh for a spell and uh, he wanted them as he wanted firebolt as eye lasers, essentially. I'm playing Superman. Come on, it's yes. it's there's the spoiler. <laughs> the spoiler is is that he's Superman. Um, but he wanted to shoot eye lasers, and so we were like, oh well, firebolt is a spell as a cantrip that he gets. Um, but I said I was like, okay, well, if for some reason you get restrained and gagged, 
you can't use your eye beams mm-hmm. because like yes flavor wise it's just an eye beam but the spell still requires these components yeah. which can't be overcome blah 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 and kelly was like yeah that's fine, that's fine. so exactly put a, put a so blindfold like... over me made of jade powder or something like ooh. sure exactly like there's there's plenty of things that you can do where you can provide the fluff but still make it work um like a, a friend of mine in a home actually was Bryn in a home game wanted a broom but i was like you're first level i can't give you a flying broom so i wanted a flying broom because she wanted to play a witch and i was like i can't give you a flying broom this insanely expensive item for first level i just can't so we made it her familiar and gave it really low like bird stats and i was like sure you have a broom (laughs) (laughs) so you you can make fluff work rules is written yeah Mm -hmm. yeah fun with it well i mean like dax is a good example of that yeah. Dax oh, yeah. is a moorbounder, but it uses the rules for what beast of the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And uh, there, the, in our Discord, we've had a lot of people asking questions of like, how did you do this, or what should I do? And a lot of people get really, a lot of DMs, particularly new DMs, get really hung up on the inflexibility of a module because it's all printed, right? You're running off a page, mm-hmm. and it's. It's really difficult. Um, in one, I'm not going to say who it was because I, I forget. I think I remember who it was, but I'm not going to say for sure. Um, on the way to Bazozan, the characters managed to domesticate a bunch of the the razor-barbed moorbounders and basically became a motorcycle gang and had no reason to go to Bazozan. And they were what? able to skip. Oh they were they No, they were still going what? to Bazozan, but they were skipping all of the bonus things because they had the, the barbed more bounders as mounts oh my God. As oh my they God. Just, and, and why didn't like, we think of that and they're like why did we not do this well, it out there. and they're it. like what do i do they're bypassing all of the missions and i'm like well for one let them like they're not gonna look when they get transported out of bazozan they're not gonna take the more bounders with them like it's yeah. that true yeah. but uh, also the spells that they use the things they use shouldn't have lasted that long like i think they used like charm animal or, or something like they, they used something that gave the charm effect and i'm like oh, okay yeah. well oh. that lasts like an, yeah it, it lasts like yeah. an hour whatever but maybe they keep feeding them maybe they keep treating them well maybe they got a bunch of nat 20s on their animal handling that's fine yep. the more bounders will take you to bazo's hand then they'll be like ah city no and we'll be just unwilling to go into the city Mm-hmm. They'll hang out outside. You can come out and play with them whenever you want. But like, have fun with it. Like, it it, it the, the the plot will still go the way you need it to go. And if not, maybe that's not the plot that should be on your table. You know, if your players don't want it, or you could just yeah. talk to your players. Yeah, be like, hey guys, this is really cool what you've done, but you you're skipping a bunch of stuff. Would you like to? What can I do? to reroute this because you're you're, you guys have done you you've you've broken the game you've glitched outside the like playable area you're in the back rooms with the more bounders (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah there's there's a really good um interview with i think it's brendan lee yeah it's brendan lee mulligan who um says the first time he ran a module after like just doing his own stories for 10 years he ran a module that starts with like you're supposed to go to this wedding of this like dwarven princess and some guy dwarven king from somewhere else um but it's in the module that like she's not happy about it and so all of their players were like oh 
wait, you're not happy. But let's go then. Like, you don't need to marry this guy. You could just come with us. We'll get out of here, which is mm -hmm. nothing to do with the module. You're supposed to help them with something. And so he threw out the module and said, I guess we're on the run from the Dwarven Kingdoms. And that was the <laughs> campaign. <laughs> but that sounds like such a great game, though. It sounds like such a great game. Yeah, so yeah exactly. It might not be, uh, I, uh, might not be what you were expecting, but to uh, like just try and be a little bit adaptable and communicate. And actually, people. Christy, you told me that story before, and that's actually spun off. I've got, I, I have four or five homebrew campaigns in development in the back of my head, and one of yeah. them is literally the argument to that campaign, right? Where, where you are a contingent of dwarves who have to go rescue the the bride or groom, depending on the the marrying players preference yes exactly uh, fr from some duragar and then trouble brews i love that's it hilarious. i love it yeah nice yep and Very then it's good. oh yeah, god that's what the point of the module is. it's so gay it's so good it's so, it's so good it's such a good story it's so cute and self-contained and everyone has to wear fake beards and it's gonna be great <laughs> i'll save it for dwarf sember Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Oh Dwarf my god. Summer. Or dwar dwarf Dwebuary. No. Dwaypool. Dwaypool. Oh, it's Dwaypool. It's Dwaypool. August. Last question that we have up here. Uh, we have a question that came on. Uh, I forget where it came from, but it's from Eric. Uh, if the group didn't meet Prolix and Bazazan, how else would you introduce the allegiance of Allsight? And that's a really good one. Um, I want to turn that over the table. Where do you think would be a really good way to introduce him as like... I guess it depends what happened to the jewel. Did Aloysia get the jewel? Did, did you mm -hmm. have a, a negative encounter with her? Um, he could show up and be like, yes, I heard the two... I, I'm assuming that he's German in your game too. But of course, of course, it's of it's course. in the it's. I really, I want to find out how many other games made him German because I made him German. I just realized the power <laughs> that I have as a as a dungeon master. If Felix yep. is German in your game, please let us know. Yes, please. Yeah. please. I will. Please. I will send you a sticker or a video game or something if you're if yes. he's German and you prove it. Now you're <laughs> buying people with video games. I will. It's just like he's just like Bratwurst, Liechtenstein, or something. <laughs> ah, schnitzel. Close enough. Uh, it's, we'll, yeah. we'll send you some Nether Deep stickers. Yeah. Actually, yeah. speaking of that, yeah, you have the, a bunch uh, of Valis ones. Valis, wake up! <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> oh man, um, we we have the Call of the Netherdeep D20, the Dork Tales logo uh, for Call of the Netherdeep, which actually is coincidentally right beneath me right now on the screen. Um, so that version <laughs> is on the T Public Store right now, and so is Ooh. the Spelljammer one that our graphic designer Michael Eilat made. Uh, they're 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 fantastic. I, uh, I think I got I think I got a T-shirt with the Spelljammer one because I think it looks yeah, really cool. and I, I, I got like one blue. with the Netherdeep because I have a I have a new outfit to wear next week, and I want to wear that with I, it. I need I need you to put a design up on there mostly because i just want the hoodie of it i can do that <laughs> i really i really need you to put it up there i do said we, it to you i need to do we i think chris it? might want one too do we own i, it? I oh. created it i created the design okay. Okay. oh then, which then one yeah. is that it, it might be a furbomination <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm a gregorian 
I can't abide by There's that. There's also a Greg logo. One. There's a Greg thing that does oh exist. Oh my with goodness. Uh, Orthodox Gregorian. So <laughs> let, let's hop back over to things that people yes. remember. <laughs> yes. Hey, everyone. That... Do you have any idea how much Furby shit I get sent on a daily <laughs> fucking basis? You I'm don't sure. understand. My life and my algorithm is ruined. <laughs> I, bought... I have my sticker. I have a Furby sticker that says "Eat God." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch uh, Krista's Powered <laughs> by the Apocalypse run over on our YouTube if you're curious. No, don't. Let, for... it, let it die. You can't let, let it die. Let it's it die. a Furby. You can't let it die. I've never can't. died. That's because they when they die. It's the Mitchell versus the machine. One at the fucking con. Okay. Anyway. Um, so uh, I would have Prolix approach the players um, along with... Um, uh, either depending on how they they come back, uh, he could have learned about the the gem. Uh, he could have had an encounter with them through one of the other missions. The allegiance of all sight um, is same with question. Like it's not hard to uh, to look for them. Also to approach them in a bar, and that's that's always the easy one. Is like, excuse me, are you adventurers? I I believe mm. you look familiar. I I I saw you in the bar at uh, Bazozan. Not too long ago. Ah, oh, strange seeing you here. I was too shy to say hello, but um, I was wondering. I saw that you were doing work back in Basosan. And, um, well, if you need some work, I noticed that your, your clothes are a little threadbare and your purse is a little light. I'll buy this round if I can have a business proposition. Right, something like that. Very easy. Yeah. Very, very easy. Because the characters have to eat and drink somewhere. They can't just like mm. I guess I guess they could just eat and drink at market stands, but then 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 the story goes like this: Whoosh. Ah, you you were just in Bazazan, right? I recognize you. Here, let me buy this round of kebabs and we can talk for a moment. <laughs> mm, oh, Thanks. can I just please? I'm sold. Can I just please give um an applaud for your food tent court oh, thing? Oh yeah, I was so hungry after and... that. In that episode, after oh. the pavilion, yeah, so good. I'm a very food-motivated person, and mm -hmm. I, I got very, very hungry there. Uh, the yep. trick is like, to yep. look up uh, random the way to my food, heart is food generator. My and... Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. So DMs, oh, no. oh. random <laughs> food, so food generator D&D. &D. So have this up in the background. Chaotic Shiny has a meal generator uh, that you can use, and then there's fantasy <laughs> food names on fantasy. Chaotic Shining. So they have one right now so that you can do... So you guys want some steamed rice noodles with pili nut, uh, rutabaga, and hickory with a salad of steamed Indian pea and some sliced snow peas and pears. It's it's a nice little dish. Um, so have something like this on the back burner. Uh, you can also go to fantasynamegenerators.com. Uh, they have fantasy food names. Uh, so for example, have you had thermal cooked cave silver fox? <laughs> Because I'm looking it at it. It sounds like the there's a lot corner. going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, my what, gosh. What, what about uh, Palanto buns? You guys have not had Palanto buns? Oh, man. It's like this bean paste that they mix with like vanilla bean. So it's like double bean power, but like two different kinds of bean. But it's also like highly caffeinated inside of the sweet roll. Oh, man. Just make shit up. When's our break? I feel like I need to go grab something to eat. Well, uh, <laughs> after you have the Griffin Palova or the Griffin Pud food, I don't Oof. know. Uh, what about timeless apple and lavender pood? 
I don't know what pood is. I'm gonna have to Google this. Please, <laughs> please don't. What is pud? How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Pud. Pud food. What does pud mean? Like, oh, it's just it's just pudding. pudding. It's just just short for pudding. Oh, it's just, it's just pud. Yeah. Oh. So it's Griffin pud. Griffin Smoked pud. infernal That's I was gonna say, is that kind of like blood pudding, maybe? Tenderized mm-hmm. giant spider. Ooh. Spiders. I don't know if they'd have much like meat. Well, once you them. debone them, not really. A giant yeah. spider? Because it's Halloween season where everything has bones when you buy it at the Oh my god, I didn't get it. I was like, they don't I have I have over I there, like move. on display on my bookcase, I have a <laughs> I have a, an octopus skeleton, and it's one of my favorite pieces oh, of plastic. Yes. Cause it's like, I, I actually really enjoy seeing those like going yep. through like spirit and just being like, ha Nice. Um, so folks, what I got to say though, is when you're going through this chapter, take lots of notes, skim the city, um, bookmark it, tab it, like keep the parts of the city open. Cause your players are going to be improving this a lot. You're going to have to make stuff up on the plot the fly. However, if you have specific things like knowing that the characters well, Sabina, not necessarily, but Krista definitely want like a lewd bathhouse episode. Have some stuff prepared. I, I Googled all sorts of stuff about bathhouses. Um, I used a lot of stuff from my, my history degree in there. Uh, my knowledge of like bathhouses in Japan and like things like that. Like, um, like be open to improvising and in places like this, be like, all right, so you, this is one of the best techniques that most DMs never use. Okay, you ready? It goes like this. <clears throat> All right, I need a location. Give me a location real quick, and we'll start this off. A Coliseum. Okay. You enter the Coliseum. You can hear the roar of the crowd. Now, when you look around, Chris, what what is it made of? Is it like a wood Coliseum? Is it is it like marble columns? Like, what are you picturing? Marble. Marble? marble. So this is like a Roman-style Coliseum or like an Etruscan style? How how many people can fit in this thing, Krista? Like, how loud is the noise around you? Oh, it is absolutely packed, like 10,000 people. 10,000 people. And this is a city. <laughs> this is a city of like 50,000. So one out of every five people are people from outside or in here, which means that if this is a mostly human city, are Robin, is it a mix of people here or is it still mostly human inside of here? Um, I think there's a mix. There's 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 definitely a, a definitely a mixed crowd. Maybe it's, it's mostly human, but I'm sure there's like 60% human, 40% others. And here's the moment. So we've already established the players have had agency in choosing what the scene looks like. Everybody seems okay with it. If anybody wanted to, they could bump in and be like, well, actually, I see some wood kind of this. But yeah, okay. But if you're worried, because there's so much worry in Dungeons and Dragons about losing control of the narrative, right? And so right now it's a huge stadium. There's 10,000 people here. Oh God, that's a huge mob combat if I want to run it. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, like of the 40% that weren't human, like the majority of those are obviously the Goliaths from the nearby mountains uh, who want to take part in this sport. That's true. But here's where you can claw it back. You turn to Caitlin and you say, Caitlin. Okay, so this is a really mixed group of people, and as Chris said, a lot of them are Goliaths. However, mm-hmm. um, this is, as we discussed before you came in here, these are the blood sport days. And the days where all sorts of monsters are introduced into the sands of the arena, right? Like, down there, you can hear the roar of oh, um, 
griffins, let's say, or manticores. You could even ask the players, like, what 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 monsters do you think they're fighting right now as you enter? It doesn't even have to be a big one, but it has to be like, what monsters right now? Like, what are they fighting right now that you see? Um, but then if you want to take some of the control of the narrative back, you can easily slide in there, or you can make one of your players make a choice that decides the narrative, like, so Caitlin, right now looking down at the sand, you see there is um, there are three manticores on the sand that are roaring defiantly. Who are the people that are being torn apart? Looking around the arena, <coughs> what creatures are they tearing apart? Is it humans? Or is it some of the <laughs> subjugated races? Is it like, what yeah, is the deal Yeah, you see a here? lot of tieflings around there. A boom, you have an entire plot line in one yeah. second. In one second. Right? And then but and then you can even change it up. If you're like, ooh, I don't really want to use tieflings like that, but then you can say that, okay. Maybe there are a couple tieflings down there. Maybe the rest mm -hmm. are humans that have been dressed up like tieflings to be torn apart for the crowd's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Oof because then Oof. you're victimizing tieflings even more, but maybe you just don't have some, so you make some. And the manticores knock the horns off their head and then kill them, right? You you can have so much fun with this, and then already, like, the players are salivating because they got to describe some of the scene, and it's so much better because, I don't know about y'all, I'm neurodivergent, I have ADHD, sometimes when people are describing scenes for me, I'm like, did I remember to... Yeah, did I? <laughs> Do oh, I look shit. like that on Twitch right now? Ooh, okay, gotta adjust. Yeah, exactly. I need to, wait, oh I shit, need to, I missed the. I need to take a selfie. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, or or you're or you're standing here, and all of a sudden your eyes just shift out, and you're not really there anymore. There. Yep. <laughs> right, and so I'm pretty sure on stream a couple of times. Stores. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I think yeah. I've said a couple times on stream. So I just fully dissociated the last forty five seconds. What did you say? <laughs> it, and it happens. It happens, especially because mm -hmm. we're not physically in person. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's harder. Right? So it is a little easier because it's really easy to open a side window and be like, "Hi, Grandma. I hope you're having a good day on Facebook." Or right? you've got the chat up, right? Or, or yeah, I like interacting yeah. with the chat. Like, yes. uh, I, yeah, I think so long as you can stay in character, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's great so long as you can multitask. But. Yeah, some days it's easier than others. Uh, when having a rough day, sometimes you're like, oh yeah, the chat's doing well. Robin, what? Yeah, <laughs> Oops. exactly. Oops. So, but feel free to ask the players, and this includes Ankarel, because here's the secret. As the dungeon master, I'm betting that 50% of dungeon masters who are critters, who are critical role fans, are not the biggest critical role fan in their group. I mm. bet... I, I think it's the odds are probably even better than that. They're not, which means that there's someone in your group who obsessively knows the lore better than you. Mm. Let them do the hard work for you. <laughs> hey, so, so Chris, you really love Critical Role. You remember? Okay, you remember that episode with the with the steam the Steamworks bathhouse? What was your favorite part about that? What was the description? Can you remember how Matt described it? Can you, can you start me off just because I know you'll remember it better than me? Hey, uh, Robin, I could use a little help here. Yeah, so, our, but uh, like, but like use your players <laughs> as tools. Like, pull them into it. Give them enough power that they feel like they're participating and that they're having fun. All I remember about it was it was really steamy. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and 
And the other thing is, um, I, I've gotten a lot of comments recently, uh, very complimentary ones about my character voices. And people are like, oh, I can't do character voices. Yes, you can. Doing a character voice does not have to mean, I'm an old man and I'm here to talk to you. <laughs> don't listen to him. He's not an old man. He's actually a demon. You know, you don't have, dude, he's totally got my dog, right? You don't have to, like, have a bunch of character voices. It can literally be, you're probably playing at a table, body language. So if you're playing, like, a seductive rogue, you can do the exact same voice and do one of these and say, hi, how's it going? I'm a seductive rogue. Or you can be like, I'm a seductive rogue. I'm a seductive rogue. Like, just changing your body position at the table or changing the, the meter of your voice. Like... Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so watch this, Krista. Hey, beautiful. How's it going? Hey, <coughs> beautiful. How's it going? <laughs> exact same pitch and tone, but changing the way you say it just pauses. And even if you have the flattest voice in the world, it will make a difference. Little, little, little tricks, well, little tricks. And like you were saying, if you're going to play an old man, maybe they just talk really slow and you hunch yourself but if you're trying to play in a good kid a little kid he's gonna be talking really fast he's really excited and we just jump around and you don't change anything about your voice you just change who you are all of a sudden yeah those really of us makes... that have worked retail know this well <laughs> yeah. your... hi uh, yes. welcome welcome to whatever place how may voice. i help you yeah. customer yeah. service like, voice how dare you use your customer voice on me <laughs> yes so yeah that's just a little a little free tip um hopefully it will be useful to you but um enjoy this chapter there's a lot of really good stuff in it. it is just it's a lot to organize so do your best talk to your players ask what they want out of the campaign without spoiling them and have fun and um, yeah don't be afraid to ask like where you think they're going like uh let like be up front i think and be like hey these are kind of the options that you guys have been presented with what do you like what do you see mm -hmm. where you're going um yeah I, I think communication is a good thing for a game um when it comes to something like that especially if it's something that uh, might get you frustrated um not knowing and so also it, remember we do this as a performance mostly well you know part like we're the channel that's performing it so we we don't want to necessarily do 20 sessions in on corel doing this like different missions but the same format because that will mm -hmm. get boring eventually for the audience if you're around yeah. a table and your players are like gung-ho for it don't worry about cutting things off if like and shaving things down if that's something that you and your players want um, who? we we exactly like we just we're we're, we're want to keep things a nice pace and we have tons of things to keep in mind regarding schedules and things that are upcoming yeah. that we you know we try and give like best bang for your buck on them and on the module but like you're at a table and it, if you are like just doing a table if you're doing a stream you know I'm losing my I've lost my I've lost my <laughs> plot on my side. If you're enjoying it, there's no reason for you to stray. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. If you're if you're enjoying it, you're winning. You already did yeah. it. Like you don't have to the, the 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 module is the module is a guide. Don't let it ruin Just your like fun. Just like rules. 
Um, and then, and uh, I want to, I want to close out on something that Chris said just now, actually, uh, on ways to pitch it to them. Just a reminder that, um, people worry so much about spoilers, but you don't know when you're looking at a menu, you don't know how something tastes until you try it. Ordering it is not tasting it. So giving them some clues and giving them, well, do you want something that's like a little more good or a little more evil? Like, do you, where do you see your characters going? Do you, do you want to be tempted to evil? Do you want to stay good? Do you want it to be a surprise? Like, which do you prefer? You're, you're being a concierge. You're being a, um, you know, you're providing them an experience and it's okay to give them the menu. They'll experience it there, you know, when the time happens and it'll be really good. You can't really spoil a lot of experiences, you know, not not in this type of game. So don't stress so much. It'll be fine. Uh, and if you have any other questions, be sure to tag us on Discord because we're here to help, hopefully. Anyway, and the memes uh, are lit. And the memes are lit. The so folks, lit. <laughs> that is going to be it for us tonight uh, for this for this How to Run Chapter 4. Uh, we'll do another one of these at the end of Chapter 5 and then a retrospective at the end of the campaign. Um, so um, before we do that, though, I wanted to quickly uh, thank our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash dorktales. Uh, I wanted to thank my world-building producer, uh, Shulton, my divine producer, DM Michael Gray, my uh, demonic producers, uh, Soul Omen and Precarious, and my princes, the Patreon, the Traveler, Trizelta, Cubbygummy, Eolus, Amberthist, Buddy, and Terran. You're all amazing. But before that, I just wanted to say uh, that we're going to be teaming up with Adventure Dice for some fun stuff in the near future for uh, for a charity event next weekend, I think. And uh, I got some earrings from them this weekend. Nice. You... Chris. Caitlin and blog, I need to figure out how to get my dice from you. Yes, I'll message you. So, uh, yes. so somebody wants to shill real quick. So shill, shill, shill away. Um, well, Ad Adventure Dice are a Canadian, BC, Vancouver-based dice company um, that love their click clacks as much as as we do, and they have some great dice, some great accessories um, that. You know, if you want mugs, t-shirts, stickers, um, I got Kelly a deck of many things that was actually yep. used on Critical Role. I forget, I think campaign one, Travis used that. Um, so they have some really cool accessories and they do a dice subscription as well as they have, which Chris has somewhere, I forget, down, I don't know. Down somewhere. Down somewhere here. Their uh, adventure dice advent calendar. So, which is fucking cool. They sell out pretty fast. Um, so that is so cool. Look at that. And there's a whole bunch of different levels too. So there's a 31 mm -hmm. day, there's a 24 day, there's an eight day. There's ones that have whole sets in them, ones that just have random ones. So like golden dice. So exactly. the one, the basic one is, uh, I think, uh, is the 24 day and has four full sets of dice in it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think they said a couple maybe extra d20s i don't yeah. quote me on that yeah. uh the next one up is the 31 day which has five full sets of dice and uh then after that uh it keeps going up and apparently there's like a a really big one which is every day is a full set <sighs> yes it's like 31 like, oh, days every day is a full set yeah i, like, I yeah. think it's like 240 dollars yeah, yeah. But, but hey you got 10 percent off of that ooh. 
Yeah. So yeah, if you want to buy um, that, they have free shipping in Canada and then tiered shipping to the U.S. and international, I believe. Um, and if you use Dork Tales, you get ten percent off, and some of that money goes back to us. And I said, if you like advent, like our the advent calendar is really popular for them, as well as their subscription. So you can just like get a random set sent to you every month or something like that or quarterly i think they also do so yes go buy adventure dice um i've rolled i have a couple sets from them that i use and keep at kelly's house and yeah, for dork pod chonky boys yeah it's chonky it's, it's boys invisible, but it's chonky uh so, i mean di- yeah, dice are great but you know what i, I run a lot of games and to keep mm. me up i need coffee and the only place that I like to buy coffee from, really, is Bones Coffee, which is uh, one of the best small batch brewing coffees or small batch roasteries in the entire world with some of the best flavors, including strawberry cheesecake, chocolate hazelnut, and a limited edition Nightmare Before Christmas set, which includes, uh, what is it, oatmeal cookie flavored. Yeah. Um, I'm getting uh, the uh, cranberry brulee. Yep. Cranberry brulee. Mole. I'm really excited for the, the mole, mole flavor. Uh, I'm interested by the mole. Yeah. And if you go and use code DORKTALES, you'll save 20% and give us some money back on that. We actually just got our, our first payout that was more than $5 recently. And uh, it came with a bunch of free coffee for the team. So, yeah. And, and yes, definitely send all of your uh, wish and love to them because they are based in Florida. Mm. So, along with all. All of our viewers that are in Florida right now, please be safe. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourselves and others. Make sure everyone's good. Do what you can yeah. to support Do everybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and uh, you can also find us on Hero Forged, Norse Foundry, and Only Crits using Dorktales codes. But uh, we'll tell you more about that soon. Uh, folks, I think we're going to call it here. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this how-to. We'll be back next week with a real episode uh, as we go into the the start of the Netherdeep um, with uh, episode 18, The Drowned City. Uh, it is so going we all to need be... to get goggles? And scuba gear. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's correct. But don't worry, the goggles, they do nothing. Shut up, prolix. I really want to, I'm going I'm going home to my parents this weekend for my dad's birthday and they have snorkels and I'm like, hmm. Do it. Do I'm it. Go pick up snorkel for the bit. Yeah, I do go yep. pick up snorkel That's for very the bit. <laughs> All right. So, folks, we're going to see you next time here. Uh in the meanwhile, we'll be back on Sunday with Oh boy, Sunday uh you can tune in at 8 a.m. Pacific to see me over at Pugmire uh, on the Onyx Path uh, with Krista. I'll be there this week. Which good. Maybe my character will actually do something useful because I could not roll to save my life last week. Uh, and then at noon, we you'll see Krista and me again in Spelljammer. Uh, and then at 8, you will see uh, the vampires for Vampire the Requiem. So oh my a, god, a... Kelly, you're insane. So we, we, also... we don't have a production meeting that day. <laughs> I think we I think we still do have a meeting at six before before my game. Oh my just, god, you might insane. as well just go through. Like don't stop, because if you stop, That's... you'll yeah. be done. Just yeah. go through the whole Yeah, day. and then and then Monday. Yes, also, that is the reaction. That is the reaction. Can we make a chat <laughs> command that's pray for Kelly's sanity? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't have it. Um, but and then uh, folks don't forget that if you're on the Patreon to the $5 tier or higher you'll be able to go watch Strixhaven episode 6 Ohm for the Owladays which is the all girls <laughs> it's the owl girls gone wild game 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guys are boys. And girls gone Feywild. Girls gone Feywild. Feywild. Oh my god. That now I want that as a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt of that. I need a t-shirt of that. Girls okay, gone Feywild. I want to get to the list of t-shirts. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So, uh Girls Gone Feywild and uh Glorious Mountain Hussy. I already had that design for you. It's on the t-shirt ideas. Oh, okay. If you like it, but I will I will I will take a look. Um I need to maybe check that Discord channel. But folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Um we love you very much. And uh like, subscribe, smash that bell. We'll see you next time here uh when the Nether Deep calls. Good night. <laughs> Call of the Netherdeep is a Dork Tales production. It stars Chris Blogg as Dorlin Wildrock, Robin Holford as Keiko Scar, Krista Mitchell as Sabina Morden, Caitlin Vinkel as Zaria Rain, and Christine Rattray as Zanata Vosh. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Dune by Monument Studios. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a role player can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your role-playing experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the Great and Powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bracarius, our fun but evil Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, aka James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, and Heavy Metal and Tea are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month. An actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arach Nikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTC Nerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Andrew Rogers, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Clay, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Roman Ash, The Dixon Three, Ash Wolf, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Saravant and Sophistine, Whistler, DM Shari, and Empath Naga. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolda, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Stevo's Gaming Dungeon, Creax, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hey Liz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, 
Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Matt B., and Catherine Petricelli. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.